You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups. Today, Aaron Feigelman is interviewing Christy Porter. Christy is the chief do-gooder at Signify. She has been serving nonprofits and for-profit social impact companies and primarily through copywriting and marketing strategy consultant. Christy, welcome. So my name is Christy Porter, and I am the chief do-gooder at Signify. Yes, I've heard about Signify. Can you kind of talk about talk through like what Signify is and your journey toward starting it? It is just me. Signify is just me. I'm the chief do-gooder and only do-gooder, except for my interns right now. I serve nonprofits and for-profit social impact companies, primarily through copywriting and marketing strategy consulting. I've been doing it, celebrating four years, actually, uh, July 1st. So just getting into this, every day feels like a new adventure, but I've always been in writing, marketing, some form of communication through my whole professional career and really been a writer since I was a kid, a natural fit from that perspective. But when I moved to Atlanta in the early 2000s, I first worked at a PR agency. We handled mostly hospitality clients, which was a lot of fun to go to write about new restaurants that were opening and go to a lot of um, new restaurants and meet a lot of really cool chefs. And it was just right as chefs started becoming rock stars. It was a really exciting time. However, it really wasn't fulfilling to my soul at that point. So it was fun and interesting, but it was also I had a little repetitive after a while and I was kind of looking for something different. So from there, I went into, um, I went out on my own actually as freelance for a couple of years. And then I was recruited to be the director of communications at a nonprofit here called Captain Planet Foundation. that gave environmental grants to kids groups like anything from Boy Scouts to schools. We worked on a lot of school gardens. So again, at that point, it was right as the eco movement was really growing and sustainability was on everybody's mind. So it was another kind of cool intersection of where people were headed as a whole and in our culture. Um, and I kind of got to sit at the intersection of that, which was really fun. And then all along the way, I'd been volunteering specifically with my church and other local groups and really started becoming more involved in the social justice movement, specifically here in Atlanta, the issue of human trafficking and modern day slavery, unfortunately a problem here in Atlanta. And so that was sort of an issue that really captured my heart. And I really started volunteering more on the side while I was doing these other things. And after I left Captain Planet, I was recruited to be the director of communications at a a Christian nonprofit here that serves churches and church leaders through conferences and curriculum, things like that, and was still sort of playing in that space and really started learning to learn a lot more about marketing at that point, where I'd been more in just general communications and public relations prior to that, mm-hmm. and was still utilizing those skills in the nonprofit world on the side, and then kind of reached a point where I felt like I'd done what I set out to do there. And my heart was really just being pulled towards social justice and causes and trying to figure out how to be in that space more and more. And so that's sort of what led to the realization, all the volunteering I'd done, the conversations Mm -hmm. I had, the friends I had that had been starting nonprofits and social impact companies and ministries, just through kind of the convergence of all of that, I thought, okay, I can go in and work somewhere else again into one company and help one cause at a time and There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I had all these people around me that I had been answering questions for and helping and really wanted to see all of them grow and have just always had such a heart for small business as well. And so I thought, okay, I can help one or I can help a bunch. And right now there are a bunch that need my help. And so that was sort of 
what led to the creation of Signify. And so, yeah, I work mostly in primarily with nonprofits, but also for-profit social impact companies and do a lot of writing projects for them as well as um, marketing strategy consulting. Got it. Now, a question I'm curious. So you talked about how, you know, a lot of these companies come to you because they're struggling with marketing and things like that. Is it typically that their biggest issue is marketing when they come to you? Well, marketing is sort of a four-letter word for nonprofits <laughs> in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because it's just something they're not familiar with. You know, they stick it under development or fundraising or something like that, so they don't actually know how marketing plays a role into what they do. So the first conversation is often, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you've already been marketing. Surprise! So let's figure out how to do that better. And so mm. sometimes it's around there. Sometimes they know that they just have an event coming up or they need a new website or mm-hmm. whatever they're doing isn't working. So a lot of times, whether people are for-profit or non-profit, they come to me with a very specific question or problem in mind rather than we really need an entire strategy to wrap around everything that we're doing and pull it all together. That's usually a more secondary conversation. It starts with usually a more pressing need and then goes from there. Okay. Makes sense. You come in when they're, when they're like, Oh, we have this event soon. We need to help market it. And then, yeah, it's kind of like, like SOS. We need help. And then you kind of talk about the big picture later. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That makes sense. So looking at yourself, where you're at now, if we go back to your restaurant days, food days, do you, think, do, you, do you think you would imagine yourself in this position now or, or not really? No, not at all. I've always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit um, and sort of done things on the side now and again. It was actually in the restaurant world that I started my freelance writing career because one of our the people in our, our sphere was being um, a restaurant owner was being interviewed by a magazine and the journalist dropped out last minute due to, I think it was a death in the family, but they wanted to continue with the Mm -hmm. article and just reached out to our agency and said, Hey, we'd still like to feature this person. Can somebody in-house write it? And so I was primarily the staff writer. So I stepped in and thought, Hey, this is fun. I could do this on the side. And they thought, Hey, this is great. Can we get some more of this? And so that was really how my freelance writing career was born. And then But really starting Signify took some reconciling for myself because even Mm. though I always liked doing my own thing, um, and my mother will very readily tell you I don't like being told what to do. (laughs) So (laughs) there was always that aspect. But, you know, when I thought I really wanted to work with causes and social justice, I really pictured myself more on the front lines and out dealing with people who needed help and not necessarily from a marketing and communications role. But those were the questions I was getting, and those were that was the help people needed. And so I was able to step in and fill that gap. And I figured out and I just sort of reconciled with myself. That was actually where I could help people the most. And that was what they needed. So I stepped in and filled that gap because a lot of people really don't really aren't there to help support small organizations, agencies, Mm -hmm. and um, everything are really focused on larger organizations, but nobody's really there to help the little guy. And I thought, well, there's all these amazing people at small businesses and small nonprofits doing incredible things, but if nobody ever hears about them, then they'll never get to be one of the big guys. And so that was a place that I really thought I could help out. And, you know, I've always said marketing and communications is not my passion. It is a skill set that I have. And mm. my passion is really being able to help the people who are doing the great things in this world and making it better. So that was sort of took a little bit of reconciling, but that's where I came to. And that's what I'm doing now, whether I'll always do it. I don't know, but it's working for now. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, I mean, I feel the same way I'm in this social impact space and I, yeah. Like what, what makes you have this, do you think there's any reason why you feel like you want to help people? Because yeah. a lot of people I feel like don't want to, and they'll do it on the side, but they don't want to prioritize it. 
yeah. is there a reason why you think your your upbringing or your background like why that is so in the front and center of your life yeah i think part of it is probably you know there's some nature and some nurture um i grew up going to church and um in a christian family and so charity was always a big thing for us and so i think it comes about from that and i think of course i'd heard of so many causes by the time i'd heard of human trafficking but it was that really that issue that served sort of as a gateway because i think my freedom and my individuality and my ability to make choices and have choices is so important to me and so for that to be stripped away from someone was just something i couldn't imagine and a place that i really mm -hmm. wanted to help and I think probably like a lot of us one particular issue that you really that really captivates your heart a lot and that opens the door to a lot of other things and so you know i love working with all kinds of causes but that's still the one that i that I get most excited to work, um, to, you know, to work on the most. And I think, you know, for people that have experienced breast cancer, maybe that's their issue or homelessness or poverty. There's sort of always an issue that tugs at us more, one more than the other. But right. um, for me, it was just like, once I started opening that door wider and wider, I was like, oh, there's so many people doing great things. And you know, and, you know, I always say when they all succeed, we all win because they're all trying to make just the world better. And that was just really the place that I wanted to be involved in helping and wanted to spend my time doing that as much as possible rather than it just being a volunteer aspect or something on the side, which is we're all built for different things. And that's just what I'm built for. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great. You know, so you've had a pretty like, robust career and I'm curious, like, were there any moments for you that were sources of like really good teaching that have guided you in certain directions in your in your career? Well, I think probably my biggest teaching moment happens almost every day because I've had chronic health issues for about eight years. And so that was one of the reasons that I decided to leave my old job was it was just, it was like 30 miles from home and being in the office and I was just so exhausted all the time. So being able to have more control over my schedule and work from home was one reason I decided to go out and work for myself. But it's, you know, a continual reminder also of self-care, which is, you know, a bigger topic than ever right now. Yeah. And so always just trying to figure out how to adjust and how to work smarter and um, how to you know, have systems and processes in place. I feel like it's a continual teacher as much as I'm ready for it not to be it's a continual teacher every day in my work for getting better at what I do getting faster having better processes um, delegating if I need to or outsourcing something like that and so I think in those ways it's definitely helped my business and is hmm. a continual teacher to me and self-care okay. nobody's going to force it on you right so it's a lesson you have to learn for yourself over and over again no really I think it's neglected especially a lot of people I know who are not taking care of themselves and something you gotta, and you gotta learn over time and me being, you know, pretty fresh out of college. People don't know about that much yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are not known for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. So you gotta like really make an effort to like prioritize it. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the theme of this, one of the main themes of the world right now is of course COVID. What have you, what are your thoughts on this whole COVID thing specifically as it relates to, you know, opportunities or challenges that you've seen with your clients, yourself? For me, I already worked from home, so that was a very easy transition for me. I didn't have to change a lot um, from that standpoint. And the other, like one of my 
really soapboxes for the past couple of years has been to have a great website because that's mm. sort of your digital home. And so that's, of course, right. now more important than ever. So I feel like helping people, what I've helped people do so far with their websites or helping drive that message home or even, you know, moving forward in the last few months and going into the future to, to really have a website that works for you when you're not working or when you can't be at those in-person events. And so I feel like that's kind of a lesson that has been one that I've been echoing over and over again and is really now coming home for a mm. lot of people. And a lot of people are realizing, yeah, got to get this thing under wraps because so many, especially nonprofits, I will say, they're really great at selling you in person, right? You have a conversation mm. with somebody and you can see and they demonstrate the need so well. They're so good at talking about what they do, but that doesn't always translate well on their website because mm. they either didn't have it professionally done or they take forever to say something that we're just not going to take forever to read on the website. Whereas we might be happy to listen to somebody explain it in person um, mm. or the message gets lost or everybody's not communicating the same way. So I think those kind of things keep coming up. And then nonprofits and social impact companies in general tend to be little event machines. They find out that they can raise money or sell more at events. And so they just keep doing more and more of them. And that's come to a grinding halt in a lot of ways. And so trying to figure out what does life actually look like if it's not all event-based or right. can't be there in person to network and explain what my cause is and why you should be involved in it. So I think those are kind of two big shifts that keep coming back to your online presence and your website and making your digital doorstep as clear and welcoming as possible for people. So I think there are both opportunities and challenges. I agree. It means just more than ever, just showing and accelerating the importance of internet and digital world in our society. And I mean, yeah, it's just accelerating. I mean, I think this would have happened naturally over the next 10, 15 years, but just kind of was like, now, now you got to accelerate. So force um, on you. yeah. <laughs> literally force, they make or break, right? Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. But it's also really interesting because you work with all these companies, so you see it firsthand how they're doing. And that's a really unique perspective. Yeah, they're great. Uh, all right, so it's always fun to hear people's stories. That's one of the best parts of my job is just to hear the cool ways I know. people are solving big problems. That's, I know, that's mostly really interesting. And yeah, so I guess we're nearing the end of this. It's a pretty brief interview. And the final question, and the most important question, since it's this whole program career up is about mentorship. Uh-huh. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on mentorship, the importance of it, and how it's gotten you to where you are today. Yeah, I think mentorship, the first time I was asked to be in a mentoring program years and years ago, I think mentoring is one of those things that you don't realize how much you need it until you have it or until it's gone, and that was certainly the case for me. I didn't know I needed a mentor. I just got an invitation to this group started doing it and I was just like, wow, this is, I never could have imagined this. It's a shortcut through life and shortcut to somebody else's experiences, whether that's Mm. business or professional. And, you know, in a professional sense, well, even in a personal sense, you're learning lessons through someone else's eyes who's already experienced it, who can either help guide you through it or who can help soften the blow or help give you an edge to your next step in, you know, your life or your career. And that's, really invaluable you know a lot of when I'm consulting what I'm paid for in a lot of ways is my outside perspective and with a mentor you get that automatically from somebody who really you know cares about you and wants to see you succeed and is so generous with their time and resources so even if you're able to meet them frequently even if it's really you know I've had some mentors that I probably consider mentors and we've only met a couple of times and so I think there's so much value 
that comes from that. So I think Career Up is an incredible organization to take people early on and help advance them through life because we all need help and we all need support. Even people like me who are pretty independent and who are pretty introverted, um, there's really no substitute for having someone else's perspective. And so somebody that can help guide you to a, to the next step in a better way than without having to learn it all, all the hard knocks on your own, then that's really invaluable. And until you're without it, you don't realize how important it can be to you. Yeah, I'd agree. As you know, we're kind of on the opposite sides, but as someone who's starting something and, you know, doesn't have that much connections or in the real world, it's definitely, yeah, it's a huge kind of a, a cheat code to like get where you want. And it's, you can do things without a mentor, but it just takes a lot longer. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yes. That's the main thing, right? It's time. Yes. Time and having the experience of somebody who's already been there and done that. Right. Something you right. can take. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good insights. And, uh, you know, as, as a member of Career Up, I, I, I'm always welcoming new mentors. So, you know, looking forward to having you part of the crew. Yeah, it's an incredible idea. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, no, it's uh, Bradley's always expanding it and trying trying out new, new ideas like this, for example. So, yeah. yeah, glad to have you part of the community. And yeah, I think that's about it for the for the interview. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.